Hi, my name is Stephen. Hi, I'm April. This is the Three Pi Squared ABA Business Leaders Podcast, where we discuss topics on how to create and grow an ethical and sustainable ABA practice. Together, Stephen and I owned a seven-figure ABA practice that provided both clinic and in-home services. Three Pi Squared has helped over 900 ABA practices start up and expand with our comprehensive products and services geared specifically to ABA. Now, let's get to the podcast. All right, so hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening slash watching. Um, today, we're just going to do hopefully something kind of quick. <laughs> we're going to be doing employee versus contractor. It's really not uh, employee versus contractor. It's that you should have employees, not contractors. Uh, and we're going to go over the reasons why. Um, feel free. We are in both Facebook groups right now. Um, so feel free to ask us any questions. Um, and we'll try to go through this as quickly as possible. Yeah. All right. So employee versus contractor. So highly recommend getting uh, competent legal advice. Um you know, if you're starting out and you don't have a ton of money uh, to like get a huge retainer from an uh, an attorney, try Legal Shield. Uh, they're reasonably priced, um, and you can get that legal expertise in your state, um, where um, you may not at a much better price. Um, and then, you know, we talk to many providers um, that may be starting out and. They used to work at an agency and, you know, they're like, well, I was a contractor or I didn't get paid for training or I didn't get paid for drive time. So that's what I'm going to do, too. Um, and I highly recommend uh, don't take anybody else's uh, advice on this. Don't follow other people. Uh, don't listen to anybody on Facebook. And that, <laughs> that includes me. Uh, it, like you have to protect your practice. It's so important that you're protecting yourself and your practice. And so getting uh, competent legal advice uh, when you're starting up and you're setting up these policies and especially around employment, uh, it's just super important that you are following all your state and fed laws. Um, yeah. Anything else on that, April? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's always good to get that second opinion I absolutely guess. all right so we posted april posted the link uh to this newsletter in the facebook groups in the like in the live stream so again don't take my word for it um just click on the link and and read it yourself uh but this has been out for a while so we're talking almost five years now uh four ish for Four and, four, and a half, yeah, four and a half. Uh, so it's it's not something new. Um, and even even if it wasn't, uh, even if it was new, um, the board coming with an opinion on this really doesn't change state and fed law. Um, but they're pretty clear on this, so I'm just gonna read it and and um, we'll for those that are not watching and, and are listening. So. Uh, again, from the BACB uh, newsletter, November uh, 2018, behavior technicians may not be independent contractors in the U.S. 
The BACB defines an RBT as a paraprofessional who provides under the close ongoing supervision. Oh, who practices. Who practices, I apologize. Under the close ongoing supervision of a BCBA, BCABA, or FLCBA. Because an RBT is not an independent practitioner with control over how his or her duties are performed in the U.S., an RBT would almost never qualify as an independent contractor as defined by the IRS. Thus, any RBT who is working as an independent contractor and any business that hires RBTs as independent contractors should immediately consult a tax professional to confirm compliance with IRS regulations. I would also add in there, um, again, this is not from the board now, but I would also add in there, talk to an attorney as you're making these changes. So pretty straightforward, but it does continue. So in addition to this being a serious IRS matter, failure to use the appropriate worker classification for behavior technicians may constitute a violation of the professional and ethics compliance code for behavior analysts. So this is section 1.04. In the event that a code violation is alleged against you for mischaracterizing the mischaracterization of RBT services, the BACB will request a copy of the written opinion of a tax professional to demonstrate the appropriate due, due diligence was exercised in making the classification. So again, not only is this an IRS issue, it could be a state issue, but now the board has come out clearly uh, and, and this could also be a violation of the ethics code. Um, so, you know, now I feel like this kind of covers RBTs, very clear. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, as far as RBTs, behavior techs, they should not be classified as a contractor. Uh, it's just not something that you want to do. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, we still get the question a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that it's talked a lot, um, you know, in, on social media, um, it comes up quite often. It kind of like circles around. Yes. <laughs> um, and, but my interpretation of this is that it's really no gray area here when you're talking about RBTs. It's pretty black and white, um, especially with the board's, you know, the board coming out with this newsletter, like you said, like almost five years ago. But um, at this point, it, you know, most people you would think would have read this newsletter. <laughs> yeah. But um, no judgment. It, it just, it is what it is. And a lot of times we do. I mean, life gets busy um, and there's a lot going on when you're starting a company. Yep. It really is. I mean, there are things, mistakes that I made in the beginning that I look back and I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah, that? that was silly. <laughs> yes. But I mean, I didn't know, right? And so I now I know what I know. And like, you know, it better you do better that you know, all those like things, right? But like, I 
really don't think there is any room for conversation here or gray area because it, it's black and white. Like RBT should not be behavior tax either. Yes. Beha behavior yes. tax. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or whatever you call the person that's in that job. Correct. Behavioral ABA therapist. therapist. Yeah. Uh, RBT. Line. Tech. Yeah. tech. I'm trying to think of all the different things I've heard yes. it called. The yes. person who is delivering <laughs> direct the direct service with the client under the supervision of a, BAC, a BCBA or BCABA, which obviously that's the only way that they really are supposed to be delivering services. So, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's pretty it's pretty black and white. Yes. Um, but, you know, if you're like, oh, crap, how did how did I not know this? Right. <laughs> you know, it's possible that that's where you are right now. Then, um, like I think Stephen said a few minutes ago, and I think even here it states it. You know, reach out and find out more information from the IRS and the and legal. Like yeah. Stephen added legal Accountant. because I do think that like it's you're like okay, oh no, I've been doing this and I I can see now that clearly I should not have had my tax as contractors. Right. So from this moment forward, I am going to forgive myself for not knowing earlier and take action to make right. it right and see what I need to do. So yeah, definitely at that point, reaching out to an attorney is going to be a huge, like it's going to be so important, right? Yeah, to make sure right. that you're like, because there are going to be, there are going to be things to take into consideration, right? You can't just like, oops, hey, everybody, you're, you're, you're an employee now. Um, they're like, well, hold on way. a minute. Yeah. Um, they're, they're going to be then like an accountant too, because they're, they're going to be different things that you're going to have to file. Yes. Um, it's going to change, it's going to change a lot of the processes and a lot of the things that there's most likely going to be money owed. Yes. Um, and so you need to know all the things so you can start planning right. and, and shifting and getting and an accountant right. that, that is knowledgeable on misclassification, uh, so they can help you through this rather than just someone that kind of has never done it before you really want to have an accountant that has been through it uh, so they can they can get you through it and then you're going to have to have a conversation uh and we can we can get into that a little bit later because um i i but you're gonna have to have a conversation with your staff uh when you make this transition want to start an aba practice but not sure where to start have an aba practice but not 100 percent confident on the business side we have you covered Join our ABA Business Leaders membership. With over 60 hours of content, we walk you through all areas of starting and expanding your ABA practice. From getting your LLC, all the way through ethics and own of owning a practice. Oh, and it also comes with CEUs. 34. Yeah, 34 CEUs. All the CEUs you need to get your two-year recertification. To find out more, go to 3pisquare.com and click on courses. Okay, so that's the the board. Okay, and then you know in that same newsletter they do link to the IRS. Uh, so again, you can go to the IRS's website and look at contractor versus independent or sorry independent contractor versus employee. The IRS seems to spell this out quite uh, understandably. Um, yeah, I feel like it's just as black and white as what the board said. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and so here again we have them listed here so there there are common law rules uh and so i'm just going to read them out uh for those people that are just listening so facts that provide evidence of the degree of control and independence fall into three categories 
So the first one is behavioral. Does the company control or have the right to control what the worker does and how the worker does his or her job? So now we're really, we're talking about everybody in your company. So this would be BCBAs, BCABAs, RBTs, admin staff, billers, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call them. So do, does your company uh, have the right to control um, how the worker does his or her job? The vast majority of companies are controlling some key aspects of the job. So maybe they're, they're, requiring a BCBA use a certain practice management software, fill out session notes in a particular way, provide supervision uh, of staff in a certain uh, time period or a certain manner, uh, or they uh, require a certain amount of parent training or protocol modification. Um, so all of these things would be uh, the company controlling that worker's job to a certain extent, which would then make this not an independent contractor, it would be an employee. Um, financial is the next one. So are the business aspects of the worker's job controlled by the payer? The, these include things like how the worker is paid, whether expenses are reimbursed, who provides tools, supplies, etc. So again, if the company is providing resources, laptop, computer, they're providing, again, practice management, uh, software, email, you know, things like this, um, you're probably an employee, not a contractor. And then the last one for the IRS under the common law rules um, is the type of relationship. And this is where 99.9% .9 of us get caught. So this one is, this one for me is the clear winner uh, that requires BCBAs, BCABAs, RBTs, behavior techs uh, to be uh, employees, and they do not qualify as a contractor, an independent contractor. So the type of relationship. Are there written contracts or employee-type benefits, i.e. pension plan, insurance, vacation pay, etc.? And then the last piece is, will the relationship continue and is the work performed a key aspect of the business? And so, you know, when I'm talking to uh, ABA practices, uh, the owners, um, you know, they, they say, well, they're only doing like five hours a week or something like this. Uh, my BCBA, I've hired a contractor. They're only going to do five hours a week. So they're not really working all that much. It's not like they're full time. Uh, but like, I don't know of any ABA practice where a BCBA would not be the key aspect of the business, performing the key aspect of the business. Like what is more key to an ABA company than parent training, than assessments and supervising staff, than protocol modification, right? Like I don't know of any more key aspect to the job. Okay, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but in my opinion, it's like, can you have an ABA company without a BCBA? No. No, you can't because you can't even, like, especially if you're working with insurance, you can't even start credentialing until you have a BCBA on staff. So I, I don't, I don't see it. Right. Um, so again, this, 
then makes it so that now we're no longer talking about just RBTs, we're talking about RBTs, behavior tax, BCBAs, BCABAs. Uh, they're all providing key aspects of an ABA company. Now, there is one situation where you may have a BCBA uh, that is a contractor and it would need to be a contractor. So there could be an issue where maybe a BCABA or an RBT is the owner of the company and they want supervision. Um, you could not hire a BCBA and get the your employee to provide you supervision. So in this instant, you would contract with a BCBA and they would provide supervision of that staff. So in that situation, yes, that would need to be a contractor, but that would be very limited in scope uh, of what they're going to do. Um, they're, they're, and, and, and when you create a contractor position, it needs to be clearly defined what they do, what their role is, how long is this going to go on for a contractor position? Is it, It's a contract, it cannot be indefinite. So there, there is this six months and then we reassess, you know, and then we write another contract for six months. Um, so these are the things that, that need to be in place when you're setting up a contractor position. Uh, but that that's really it. That's the only situation that I can think of. Uh, and I've talked to many attorneys in multiple states, probably 10, 15 attorneys in, in many states, and they, 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 they agree with where we're at, right? Um, that a BCBA, a BCABA, they're just providing, they're performing a key aspect of the business um, and, and then would not qualify. So even if you can say, hey, they can use their own practice management, they can use their own email, they can do the their own schedule and supervise however they want. I don't care. Um, they're still providing a key aspect to your business. And like you said, April, like how do you run an ABA practice without a BCBA? You can't. Um, so that that would then qualify them as an employee. So let's say that you have you're like teeny tiny company. Mm -hmm. You are the owner. You are the BCBA mm -hmm. and you have like, I don't know, two or three techs working for you. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I got the techs. They're, they're, they're employees. I get that. But what about yourself? Like, is there such a thing as like, how would you classify yourself yeah, you, as the BCBA? You would be an, an employee, employee of, with, the company. of the company, right? Yes. Like even in that case, probably even more so. It would be even more clear. Correct. You couldn't be like a contractor Correct. for your own company. Correct. I don't know. I so just thought like, that, like, like, that question could come up, yeah, right? No, like, like you would probably, like a lot of practices are S-Corps. So they're an LLC or a PLLC, depending on the state that they're in. And then they may go under an S-Corp where they are, part, they are an employee of the company. They're getting a paycheck, paying payroll taxes. They're, you know, paying into all of the social security and all that stuff. And then... They get a what a W two, W two or W nine? I can't remember. For the company? Yeah, I can't remember. W no, no, no. But when you give you the person? Oh, W two. W two. So they would yeah. get a so W two. Nine is if you're a contractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would get a W two just like all their employees, and and yeah, they would be an employee of the company. All right, and then you know, if you still don't believe me, that's fine. Um, but 
<laughs> then there are also states like California, especially California, uh, that have their own rules on contractor, independent contractor versus employee. And so um, it's important to know that you need to follow uh, the more stringent regulations. So if your state is more stringent than the Fed, um, then you need to follow your state. If the Fed is more stringent than your state, then you need to follow the 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 Fed. This is the same with like minimum wage. So you know it's very rare that the Fed would be higher minimum wage than the state. But if that was the case, then you need to follow the Fed uh, minimum wage. If the state has a higher minimum wage. Uh, then, then you would need to follow the state minimum wage or the city's minimum wage, where wherever you find yourself. Uh, so it's it's important that you're following the more stringent rule um, uh, for the state or Fed. Did you know Three Pi Squared offers one-on-one -on -one consulting from in-network audit prep and credentialing to rate negotiation. We help ABA business owners in all areas of the practice. We work with you to create a priority list and then knock it out. Find out more at 3pisquare.com. Click on consulting. Okay, so, you know, again, if you find yourself in this situation, well, maybe my, I, I, I know the techs were uh, employees, but I, I, you know, I hired a bunch of BCBAs or BCABAs as contractors. What do I do now? Because I, I have to switch them over. Um, so, you know, if you're currently using contractors, get legal and accounting advice as soon as possible. And like I said, you want to work with people that have been through the misclassification process already. They have experience on this. They're knowledgeable on this so they can help you guide you through the process. So it'll be as painless as possible. You're going to have to have a conversation with your staff. I'm going to assume that, you know, if there are contractors, they're probably getting paid pretty decent rates for billable hours. Uh, that may not be possible anymore because now you're taking out payroll tax. Uh, you're going to have to pay them for required trainings and drive time and non-billable hours and all that stuff. So um, you may have to change their hourly rate or their salary. And so you're going to have to have a, a, a talk with them um, as you're transitioning out of contractor uh, to employee. And then, like we've already mentioned, if you are employed as a contractor, understand that you may be violating your board ethics. And if you employ, because it didn't, it wasn't super clear to me uh, in the, when they said that you may be violating the ethics, but it sounds like that if a company was reported to be hiring RBTs, they would also check that out and want um, evidence that you talk to a accountant in that situation. Right. I as mean, well. I think they're like, you know, staying in their lane, right? right? And right. so they're like, well, I mean, we don't know all the pieces of IRS. So if there is some kind of strange situation that you yes. fit in, then yes. okay, just give us that. Yes. Give, give us that information. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, when starting a practice, you need to have competent legal advice. It's so important. And then finding a mentor that has experience in your field is critical for the long-term success of your practice. That's why we started 3Pi Squared, um, to help 
well-meaning BCBAs create sustainable ethical practices and comply with state and fed law. That, that's why we did it. Um, because when we started, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, we made so many mistakes along the way. Like you said, Ooh, I can't believe we did that thing. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, you know, you know better, do better. And so that's why we're here. Um, and so that that's really it. So uh, hopefully this is helpful. Um, again, in my opinion, this isn't really a discussion. This seems very clear that RBTs, behavior techs, ABA therapists, BCBAs, BCABAs, uh, clinical staff cannot be uh, contractors, independent contractors in an ABA practice. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. So I have a few people watching us live. If um, if you have any questions, you know, reach out to us. Um, I, I don't really have anything to say. I just know that it comes up a lot. It and, does. and we even bring it up a lot during other podcasts you know, other topics that we talk about. And so, and a lot of times Stephen will say like, I don't know, I, I can't read like, um, recall all the specifics of the, the, what the board said and all the definitions of the IRS and like, you know, don't have them by memory or whatever. But like, so we thought it was a great time just for us to use this time to say, okay, well, here, here is, this is the exact link that you can go to to get the, specific information from the source and here you know here's our let's say our take on it but it's not even that like we're just restating what they're saying and um you know offering advice of what to do if you find yourself in that position yeah yeah and i i i mean i i've seen it happen where you know misclassification of employees is taking place um, and it, it really, it only takes one disgruntled employee that, um, that is truly an employee, but you misclassified them and, and they're like, D I want unemployment. Um, and so they report you to the state, um, and then you get reported to the fed, uh, and the fed and the state are like dollar signs in their eyes, cha-ching, like, uh, and, and then they're coming after you. Right. So, and I've seen this happen. So they're going to want, there's going to be fines and penalties and interest, uh, back payroll taxes, all of this stuff you're going to have to pay. Um, I mean, I guess I just bring it up too. like, if you're like, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know I need to switch over to employees and then left for a little while now. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I would urge you to put it at the top of your priority list because it's going to be so much less messy yes. if you are the one initiating yes. it and you have control over it because then you can get further research and you can reach out to, you can take a little bit of time to reach out to, you know, the right people, legal people and all of Correct. that and financial people and, you know, start working on, okay, reaching out to the government the, to IRS and saying, yep, you know, like through, through, I'm not going to even say how to do that. Cause no. I don't know, like through legal and, you know, the financial, all the right people telling you how to do that, to reclassify, but that way you're in control of the process, you know, and you're not going to just randomly one day get a phone call or a letter in the mail because someone else turned you in right. or, you know, for whatever reason. So yep. I don't know. That's just my own, my own, like, yeah, I mean, it, it, can, it can. I I can imagine this could be very scary 
for someone uh, finding themselves in this situation. Uh, but yeah, like if, if you go into it with the right people, again, when you're talking to uh, an accountant, you know, maybe you already have an accountant, but they've not been through something like this, a misclassification, uh, then seek someone out that has. Uh, so you have that expertise, you're in control, and it's going to look, you know, like you said, much better if you're coming to to this, you know, to say, hey, we made a mistake. Yeah. Um, you know, it happens. Well, even um, even to your staff, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and part of kind of what I stand firmly on is being transparent and genuine and all of that, right, as a leader. And so I don't know. I just feel like it would be so much more accepted. I mean, some people are going to be mad. Some people, yeah. They're going to be mad. Some people may quit. Okay, right? It's going to happen either way, possibly. Yep. Maybe everyone's understanding. But like, if you're able to come to your team and you're able to come to these other professionals and you're like with like, hey, I made a mistake. How can I fix it? Or I made a mistake. Here's how I'm going to fix it. Yep. These are things that are going to change. These this is yep. what we have to. These are the steps. This is the timeline. This is what it's going to look like. And you come to people with that information. It's going to be a little bit less stressful for yes. them. And for everybody. Provoking for everybody. Yeah. And um, and then it's also, you know, versus trying to hide it or trying to, I don't know, just just do the right thing and save yourself some sleep and just take action and you know, try to be in control of it. But I don't really have anything more to say. I could like just ramble on and on, but <laughs> I mean, you guys get the point. So yeah. reach out to us if you need any like support through this. Um, we're here. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Hopefully it was helpful. If you would like to gain access to this entire video and actually our entire library of videos, please join our ABA Business Leaders membership. You can find that at www.3piesquare.com.